Today is Wednesday, November 2nd, 2016, and this is Radio Wave. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and uh, tonight a friend of Medjugorje is joining us from the Caritas Mission House in Medjugorje. And we just want to begin by asking, there's a lot of things happening in the world right now, from elections to earthquakes to you name it. And how are things in Medjugorje right now? I know, is it, is it, do you find it easy to leave the world behind or are you not leaving the world behind? Uh, can you just tell us with, with so many things happening right now, how are you taking in the events of the world at this moment? Well, Medjugorje always gives you a fresh look at everything. Your clarity of thought is always clearer. There are people that come here and they stay and bring the things that they bring back from home and their electronics and stuff that distracts them. So they're still getting in the cloud. They won't get the fullness of what Medjugorje offers. Medjugorje started off as a primitive village. Uh, really, they wouldn't live in much different than what they had done for centuries. They toiled the soil. It was hard work. Much of it was by hand. It was an amazing place to come to. It was, it was primitive in many, many senses as far as the way of life. And yet they were in a modern time. They did have electricity. But a lot of it was like in the 50s for us in America, the 40s, when you had lights still hanging from an electrical cord with just a bulb in it. They weren't thinking about the chandelier or the finished light fixtures nicely slicked down or designed. They were just happy to get the cord hanging out of the ceiling with a wire down a foot or two from the ceiling with the light bulb in it. Reminds you of World War II. They were still living from that point in 86 and 81 through that period. Many people didn't have television. So those things in Medjugorje is modernized greatly, but if you come here, you know how to get away from all these things and you get out into the natural part, get on the trails, then you can see the Medjugorje that Our Lady first appeared in. So you have to search for it now. Just like she says, you must pray to comprehend my messages. You today have to get yourself in a disposition because the same grace is here. It's just not being found by many people. And that's in some ways some of the numbers have fallen off because of that. There's a lot of distractions here. So do they see what's happening with the rest of the world? They're leaving behind. No, many of them have become worldly right here in the village. We start translating our materials into creation for the purpose to bring conversion to them. I had a creation girl tell me the other day that the village needs conversion. I said, I'm putting out this material in creation because 
that's the purpose of it. And she says, she, yes, Medjugorje needs this. The creation's coming into the mission house, getting the material, or drinking it. They're literally eating it up. And some have been born after the apparitions began, up to 34 years of age, and they never went through conversion. When you ask them of her that she's appearing every day, do you believe it? Yeah, we believe it. What do you think about it? Mm. See, they are, they've never had something that is exciting to come in here that even though you might have known it and then going through your conversion experience because this is new to you, they've been raised with it and it's never been a shock to them. It's never been anything but normal instead of supernormal, supernatural. It's natural. So the events in the world, they don't see them to the degree and the heightened sensitivity we see. And so this message today was extraordinary. This is an extraordinary message. To me, this message is what's happened in my past with Medjugorje. New stepping stones, milestones. And I don't mean mild, M-I-L-D. I mean mile, M-I-L-E. This is a milestone. We take a gigantic leap today for mankind. Do one step for man. Of course, that's what Armstrong said on the moon. But he left God out of it. And our lady's not here to leave God out of anything. And that's what her purpose is, that we started thinking too much for man when our technologies came on. And Neil Armstrong just said everything he needed to say, except he didn't say God. When he stepped out of the lunar lander, he said, that's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. He could have said, that's one small step for man, and through God, a giant leap for mankind. We begin to minus out. We forgot these milestones that were gigantic things that happened in our history that we didn't do what Christopher Columbus did when he saw America. The first words they said, they didn't say, oh, look at that land. Look at those trees. Look at that beach. They said the Save Regina on their knees. You're not going to get that from the history books. You're going to get it from his diary. That's what we have to go back to because we've lost truth. And Lady's purpose in coming here is to give us truth. She's called us to truth. She said, I want you to have the wisdom of truth. She's teaching this because we have depended on people who don't go back to our roots. They go only back a couple of decades to tell us our history worldwide and our history, particularly for the United States. Because if you can erase the past, then you are rudderless. You don't know where you're going to. So today's message for November 2nd is very important. Don't just listen to this, what is about to be read, but open your heart. In fact, we'll pray now to the Holy Spirit for what you're about to hear, even if you read this, that you hear it in a new way. And we pray to you, O Holy Spirit, that these words penetrate our hearts, our minds, all our five senses, and reevaluate who we are and where we're going. Amen. Our Lady, Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's November 2nd, 2016 message given on the day for non-believers through Mariana. Dear children, to come to you and to make myself known to you is a great joy for my motherly heart. It is a gift from my son for you and for others who are coming. As a mother, 
I am calling you. Love my son above everything. In order to love him with all your heart, you need to come to know him. You will come to know him through prayer. Pray with the heart and with your feelings. To pray means to think of his love and sacrifice. To pray means to love, to give, to suffer, and to offer. I am calling you, my children, to be apostles of prayer and love. My children, it is a time of vigilance. In this vigil, I am calling you to prayer, love, and trust. As my son will be looking in your hearts, my motherly heart desires for him to see unconditional trust and love in them. The united love of my apostles will live, will conquer, and will expose evil. My children, I was a chalice of the God-man. I was God's instrument. That is why I am calling you, my apostles, to be a chalice of the true and pure love of my Son. I am calling you to be an instrument through which all those who have not come to know the love of God, who have never loved, may comprehend, accept, and be saved. Thank you, my children. While Our Lady was leaving, Mariana saw a chalice. Wow. We don't get messages like this every month. This is something very, very big. When I was with Maria in 95, just her and I, you've heard us talk about it, a message she gave to myself, my family, and the community, Maria said. She wrote it down. And basically she says, you are my extended hands, my instruments. And she relays to spread her messages, to go out and get hearts and bring them to God, to a way of salvation. I was liberated from passiveness in that message to proactive. This is a message like that because this goes from being passive to proactive. She's been teaching us how to be apostles, and now she tells us what to do. This message is a new message in a sense that we're released. We are to step out of where we've been in the bounds that we've been restrained within the messages. You say, does the messages restrain us? Yes, to a large degree, because you don't go on a horse track with a one-year-old running with two-year-olds until you're conditioned. We have to have cognition. We have to have experience. We're at a point where she comes out in this message and tells us to do certain things, something we've never seen before. Just like when she said, change from being passive and don't go out and don't be aggressive and spread my messages to go out and get hearts. That's direct words. You go now and get them. And we do this and we change. It was a fundamental change in our operations. And this message on many levels covers that. It's an extraordinary message, one that is an incredible in what it says. 
I came into Caritas after reading the messages here in Medjugorje. We've got our own studios here. And we played last month to a group, something that I wrote 10 years ago. I never released it. I've been sitting on it, waiting for the right time to do it. I told the group last month, this is the first time it's ever been played to anybody in public. And it was when we were speaking to people from different nations and different faiths about what Medjugorje was. What is Medjugorje? How do you explain Medjugorje? And now's the time to promote Medjugorje in a way that we are not going to be hindered by anyone anymore about it. We are commissioned now to go out. We are to be very active and very proactive in Our Lady appearing. So this show is going to be extraordinary in a sense that we're releasing something we've set on for 10 years. That is, I felt when I wrote it was very, very important. But I sat on it because I felt like it shouldn't be released to the right moment. How did I know it's the right moment? Because they had it pulled up on the computer today and they can't get it off. Every time you turn it on, this song comes on and the writing comes on. It's a song, it's a writing that I put out in a song and it's been re- replaying and replaying every time they, they can't get it off. I was on the phone annoyed by it and they said they can't get it to stop. And then I started thinking about the message. And then I started thinking what it was saying. And I thought, wow, this is supposed to be released today. I didn't decide it. Our lady decided. And they still can't get this thing to stop. We just silence it and turn it off. You turn it back on, it comes back on. Our lady does things like this we see all the time. So at the end of this, toward the end of this, what we're talking about today, we're going to play you something that is very, very important for you to understand Medjugorje and how big it is. You've never heard it before. It's never been released. Very few people have heard it. But I didn't go past this message, past the first couple of sentences where it says, Dear children, to come to you. And, and notice how lady just jumps right into the subject. She didn't say also today. Or she didn't say anything. She just, she starts the sentence saying, Dear children, to come to you and to make myself known you is a great joy for my motherly heart. Why? Because this has been awaited for for the centuries. She gave a message on one of the 25th years ago, probably 07, somewhere around that time. Then she said, my heart waits impatiently. I was shocked at this. My heart waits impatiently for her to give us the messages. I don't remember the exact context, but her using the word impatience, I couldn't believe it. Her patience for 2,000 years has waited for this moment. And then she continues in the sentence today, and she says, It is a gift for my son, for you and others who are coming. Wow. What does that mean? It means that there are people here who came here for an apparition that's public. Don't tell me that our lady doesn't want the visionaries to have public apparitions. How can that be when what we've been told, well, Ivan can have his apparition. We can't do anything publicly. We got to be quiet now. We got to, we got to low key this thing. We got to be obedient. obedient to what? What are we supposed to be obedient to? How do you be obedient to something you don't even know what you're supposed to be obedient to? 
And we got people pressuring and saying, well, the visionaries have to be obedient. They can't have public apparitions. They have to slow down on this. They have to be more quiet. This is satanic. This is diabolical. Five or six years ago, we had a fire. We put a, caught a bunch of stuff on fire on purpose, burning some trash. The fire department came. The forestry department came. They all, they tore across the field doing 50, 60 miles an hour like banshees. They got out there and said, you got to put this big old fire out. We said, no, we don't. We're burning some stuff. No, you can't do it. You're not allowed to do it. They said they were going to find us $2,500. We said, well, then you put it out. They said, no, you're going to put it out. So we had to get our tractors in there. We had to cover it up. It's a big deal to burn it. And so a year later, we're burning something else with propane torches, weeds that is taking over our cosmos flowers. Well, the fire department, volunteer fire department, runs out there and says, you can't burn that. So we're burning this. This is weeds. We can do this. No, you can't. We're the fire chief. So we're going to burn this. Say, no, you're not. We say, yes, we are. He calls the sheriff. A woman sheriff comes out and she gets real haunty with us. He said, he's the fire chief and you can't burn it. We can burn. No, you can't. We're not burning anything. We're scorching weeds out so that they won't take over our crop of cosmos. So when she came out, five or six more guys come out of the tabernacle. She calls for backup. Here we are doing what we have a freedom we believe to do. And another cop car comes. I realize this is going to escalate in something bad. So we back down. So I go back up and I want to find the law that tells me we can't burn. Nobody could tell me. The fire chief couldn't do it. The county sheriffs couldn't do it. They just said you couldn't burn. I said, I want to know where it says we cannot do this. So we called the forestry department. And they say, we call the fire chief. We call the fire chief. He's referring back to the sheriff's department. We were going around circles. And I told the forestry department, I wanted to know. They said, well, call the permit for the forestry department. That's another department. We called them. Well, you have to call the forestry department. We told them they told us to call you. So we and this whole thing. So we walked to the county commission. They said, well, you can't do it. The fire chief says you can't do it. Where does the fire chief get the authority? We don't know. I said, I want to see the laws that stop us from burning. So then we end up in Montgomery, Alabama, the capital, at ADEM, which is the Alabama Department of Environmental Services. And I says, you are telling us we can't burn. We understand. Well, you have to go to your fire chief. He does. I said, no, we want to see where it says he's got the authority. Well, it depends on commission. I, and I said, no, I want to know. I want to talk to the president of the operations there. They passed me on to him. I said, I demand to see the law, what y'all are quoting that we can't do this. He said, well, why? I said, because we want to burn. And he said, well, we, it's, just, you can't do it. I said, I want to see where we can't do it. And he said, well, what do you do? I said, we're doing agricultural stuff. And he said, well, you can burn, but if you're not doing agriculture, we're going to come on you like avenging angels. I said, I want to see the law. He said, well, you can do it. Uh, you can just do it. I'm telling you, you can do it. I said, no, I want to see the law about it. 
finally I got the law. We could do that. We could do several other things. But what they did is what's happened with Medjugorje. They hid this between one department to the next department to the next department. They all quoting each other. You can't do this. You can't do this. This is what we're getting out of Medjugorje. Somebody over here is saying we can't do it. Then you go over here and say we can't do it. Well, the church says you can't do it. This can't do it. You can't public apparitions. And we even got the visionaries starting to listen to this stuff. It's garbage. So I got the law, and I wrote seven letters to different departments, local fire departments, church departments, county commissions, so forth. And I told them, we're going to be burning. And this is the law, and we're allowed to do this. Did you know in our county, and our county is a large area, Everybody burns now because of we stood up and said, we want to know our rights. I've got rights as a Catholic. i got rights in the church. I can promote Medjugorje. You can't stop me. Nobody can stop me. I've been underneath four bishops. I said, show me. They can't do that when you stand up to it because they can't stop you. The visionaries cannot be stopped. Having apparitions. In public. And that's what Our Lady said today. She says, I come to you and to make myself known to you is a great joy for my motherly heart. You know, the devil wants to shut this down. He wants you to think you can't do it or Major Gore is not approved. This is gone. This is over with this message. No more waiting. No more hiding behind all the garbage from this place to this place. And Our Lady goes on and says, it is a gift from my son. I'm going to take the gift and I'm going all out with that ball and I'm going to run it down the field. She says, it is a gift from my son for you and others who are coming. Where? From all over the world. From highways, railways, airways to come to this village. And you tell me, oh, we don't shouldn't be going to Medjugorje. Oh, we shouldn't have a public apparitions. She acknowledges at this apparition who are coming in her presence that she wants us to be there. She won't go against the church. So where is the law that says it? Well, they said the congregation of the doctrine of faith said we couldn't do it. Or Yvonne can't go somewhere. That oh, We got to be obedient. That's garbage. They can't stop him. They can't stop me. They can't stop Maria. They can't stop Marianne on the mountain. And you know what? There's an evil here, a great evil. And you know what I said today? To be vigilant. You know what she said? This time of village to conquer and to expose evil. There's an evil every day at St. James Church. They say it English Mass. At 540, gently pause and invite our lady to come into your heart. I'm sickened by hearing this. Why can't you just say it? Why are you an apostate standing on the altar in St. James in Medjugorje? Because you won't just sit there and say it. 540, the Virgin Mary's appearing. The church only has to say that we can't give, we can't take it for granted the credibility of these apparitions. Why? Because it's not yet approved. But see, they want to grease the wheel. The evil here is they want to grease the wheel for church approval. They want to make it smooth. They want to make it like it depends on them for the church to approve this. Say what you need to say, you apostates. I'm exposing this evil. I've been against it for a long time. And I tell you, if some of the people here had their way, Mariana wouldn't be on the mountain. And Maria wouldn't be doing anything, nor Yvonne. Oh, I shouldn't be saying this in Medjugorje. 
Why? Because you'd be martyred for it. I've been martyred for 30 years since I've been doing this because of these things. The united love of my apostles will live, will conquer, and will expose evil. I tell you, it's an evil thing to stay on the altar. Say gently at 540 and invite our ladies in the heart. You know, most people come here don't know what that means. They don't know what's been said through that. These are the hiders. They think we've got to hide like we're in the catacombs. We're not there at that moment. We might be. If people keep being apostates to Our Lady, you either believe in Our Lady's appearing or she's not. If she's appearing, just say it. No wonder how the people are getting weak in here when they come here. I've talked to people that's come to Medjugorje, leave here weaker by the deniers of the truth of Our Lady's presence. They demand this kind of verbiage. And Our Lady is giving a public apparition. Used to, there would never be adoration when Our Lady appeared because they respected too much the time of Our Lady. And that's what she said. My children, it is time for vi of vigilance. This is her time. A time of vigilance for what? For us to start acting and for saying what we do believe instead of stalling. I'm not going to be telling the people that come we bring here, oh, at 540, just invite our lady into your heart. We've got signs on the side of our building. It says, go on your knees in the presence of the Virgin Mary. She's appearing. It's the holy moment of the day. But see, the bishop may not like this. And because the bishop may not like this, we've got to say, just invite her into your heart. Ignorant apostates. Now, you're not ignorant. You know what you're doing because you believe in the apparitions. You think this is the way to loophole to the law. Where is the law? Tell me, tell me where the bishop can stop it. He can't. Tell me where the congregation of the doctrine of faith can stop it. He can't. That's Cardinal Mueller. Why can't he? Because private revelations are allowed by the church to be promoted. That's the law. Nobody can stop it. Nobody can stop Maria, Yvonne, or these visionaries of having public apparitions. They can stop it on church property because that's their jurisdiction. But on private property, they can't stop it. They don't have the authority to stop it. Cardinal Mueller does not have the authority to stop this. And we're going around this thing, just like the circle with the fire departments and all these things I had with seven different departments telling me never knowing what the law was. But they depend on each other bouncing around because there's in the parish here, a self-interest to go along with this. We want everything held in here in Medjugorje. We don't want Yvonne going across America, having apparitions. That's why the number's falling down. Yvonne, every time he goes somewhere, is a billboard for Medjugorje, brings more people here. People are going perdition, went to him some city in California or someplace in Florida, and they say, I'm going to Medjugorje. Many people who've come to Alabama have gone to Medjugorje that never would have gone. Medjugorje has been harmed by this mentality. It's been hurt by this mentality. And our lady is sitting there saying, thank you for coming. Just the opposite of what's been said. So we put an ambiguous letter out by the Congregation of the Doctrine of the Faith that people reinterpret this directive as stopping 
the public apparitions. It does not say that. It says wherever they appear, wherever Evine goes to, or any of the other visionaries go to, you just have to put out a statement that states Evine will have an apparition at 540, and we're not going to take for granted the credibility of the apparitions because the church hasn't approved them yet. We can believe in them. We have rights. I wrote two things. I wrote the Declaration of Independence and I wrote the Constitution. One of them is called the Higher Truth. The other is called Ten Facts. You read them. That's our Declaration of Independence and that's the Constitution from Medjugorje to be free and not be hindered for our lady coming. And here at the moment, Satan's building this system up. He's building this false smoke screen to sit there and say, let's be quiet. Let's just say gently in their hearts. You do that when you got to go into the catacombs. We're not there, and there's no law stopping us. How can the church stop us? One way, one, one single way, condemn the apparitions. And then we'll have to stop it. And I dare, I challenge them. I challenge any bishop. You condemn these apparitions. Go ahead and do that. I want you to do that. Am I saying I want to be condemned? No, I want you who are against it to quit falsely saying these apparitions are condemnations because you're using the power of condemnation to stop these apparitions when you don't have the power because you haven't done it. If you want the power, go condemn Medjugorje. I demand it. Otherwise, you don't do it. And on many levels, I'm just addressing one little thing here. And in the United States and other places of the world where they got to be low key, they got to be quiet. We can't talk much about the apparitions. This apparition says expose evil. This is one of the greatest evils happening in Medjugorje because people come to where the visionaries are. People bring other people who don't know nothing about it. And people have testified to us repeatedly that we're going to hell before they came to that apparition and changed. We're dealing with perdition. We're dealing with eternity. And this message today releases us from the smokescreen that there's directives saying we can't have apparitions publicly. It's a lie. And it makes a lie of anybody contributes to it. It can make a lie of a visionary. But until they go see all that the promise, and what is the law and what the church really tells us and our rights, they won't understand it. They'll do what we did for three or four years, going along with all this stuff until we got fed up. We said, we want to see the law. I'm explaining it to you. I explained it to you in Higher Truth and Ten Facts. Those two documents need to be read and studied and put into your heart. That's why it's Caritas to survive. That's why our community has flourished. That's why we got a print shop and a 65,000 square foot building, one machine in there over $2 million because people are being fed by what we put out. And if they're being fed, why would not the rest of the people, the ratio of the people that hear about what we do, whether they're vendors, people who don't know us, who come by and see us, who see us out on the streets, are converting because we're not going to be silenced unless we're condemned. And I don't give you permission. I don't give you the right, no bishop, not even the Pope, to use condemnation powers unless you condemn me, unless you condemn Medjugorje. But I know you won't because I know you can't. And because you can't, 
you put out this obscure letter pretending you've got a power to do it. And then everybody interprets this letter that it stops it. And anybody that's got common sense that reads this and studies it, it never says anything stopping the apparitions. It just says to put the statement out. Our Lady said be vigilant. Did you know Our Lady has said vigilant only one time in 35 years? And that was March 18th, 2015. What does vigilant mean? Vigilant means watchful, circumspection, attention of the mind in discovering and guarding against danger and providing for safety. That's a big thing. Be vigilant and open for truth. Why? Because we got to be commissioned today to expose evil. No more holding back. And continuing the definition, it says, guard, watch. Be on guard. In other words, be vigilant and open for truth. In other words, be on guard. Have your attention. Be at attention in mind of discovering and guarding against danger and providing for safety. She says in the message after that, do not permit for all that is of this earth to distance you from the truth of cognition and of the contentment in the communion with my son. Everything is keeping us separated from that. Alay said today, vigilant, and this is only the second time she has said this. Alay says, my children, it is a time of vigilance. She's only said vigilant two times. The other time was March 18th, 2015. Be vigilant and open to truth. Why is she saying that? Because we need truth to know what to watch for, to see what is dangerous, and to see what to guard from. As the definition said, guard and watch. Guarding against danger or providing for safety. So when our lady says, my children, it is a time of vigilance. This also corresponds to, she says, this is my time. And we see everything coming apart right now. She said things are falling apart. She continues today's message. In this vigil, I'm calling you to prayer, love, and trust. Our ladies only said vigil one other time. And interesting enough, that was in Alabama when she told Maria on November 25th, 1988. Our lady says, watch and vigil. That's the only other time vigil has been said in the message. Today, November 2nd, 2016, and way back in 1988 at our house. Watching vigils so that every encounter in prayer be the joy of the contact with God. Immediately when I saw the word vigil, I didn't even have to think of the thought of vigil because I knew it had never been said before because I knew after the apparition we came out of the bedroom, Kathleen was in our library sitting on the couch. She was a translator for 
Marie at that time. And we talked about that one word in that message of November 25th, 88. Watch and vigil. We were mesmer. I was mesmerized by it. We discussed it for 15 minutes or so. That's how sharp of a memory I have because it was so, such a big thing, that word. So what does this word come up? And what does this word mean? Again, vigil means waking, watchful, to watch. So why is our lady saying this today? And this watch, this watching, just being awake, I'm calling you to prayer, love, and trust. Why? She says, as my son will be looking in your hearts, my motherly heart desires for him to seek unconditional trust and love in them. Why? Because things are happening. Things are coming down the pike. And then she says, the united love of my apostles will live, will conquer, will expose evil. That's the commission right now. But our lady said, you must pray to comprehend my messages. You don't see a mystery in this? We're vigilant, we're spoken of. And March 18, 2015, be vigilant for truth. And then where our lady says, on November 25th, 1988, in Alabama, watching vigil, I've always remembered that message. And the only other time this happened, related to our lady, is when Maria said it. And when Maria said the word vigil, you know what our lady did? She smiled. That means she's approving of something. That means it has some purpose to it. That means she's delighted in what she heard. And what she heard was the consecration we was doing for the United States of America in 1988 on July 2nd, 2008 in the bedroom. And Maria says to her lady, I said, quote, this is Maria, describing the apparition that happened that night. I said, Tomorrow, in a special way, the vigil for the 4th of July. And a lady smiling said that the apparition would be 10 o'clock at night in the field. Vigil means in the church history that you keep watch and that you do this vigil on the eve of the event. So she said this on July 2nd. The next day, the next night, would be July 3rd on the vigil of what? July 4th, the birthday of the United States of America, of which we were going to consecrate on the 4th of July, the United States into our hands with thousands of people during the apparition. The description in Words from Heaven says, Immediately upon hearing this, several in the room wanted Maria to repeat what she just had said. We were shocked to hear Our Lady said, For a vigil apparition in anticipation of honoring God for the birth of the nation on 4th of July. This is big. Bigger than what you know right now. And Maria responded when we did that night, because we were choked up. We couldn't believe it. She said, Not here in the bedroom. But in the field tomorrow night, 10 p.m. So we had a vigil. Nothing, we never expected that. We didn't expect our lady to smile about that. She was pleased with it. And then we have a fourth vigil, first November 88, watching vigil in the bedroom. Today, November 2nd, 2016, 
And only a fourth time we've had something like this associated with apparitions was July 2nd, 2009, the next year. And Marie again says to Our Lady, we are in need to prepare for the vigil. Our Lady immediately says and responds, tomorrow I will appear outside for this at 10.30 p.m. at night. It was beautiful for you who are listening to this and know you were there. It was an incredible moment. We ended up doing four consecrations for the United States of America. And then our ladies come up right now today saying, this is a time of vigilance. Why? Because there's some big things about happening in the world right now. Huge things about to happen. Did you know that there's four or five countries right now that's having elections? France, Italy, Germany, the Netherlands. And did you know the people that are running are all outsiders? Are all fed up with the moral decay? And all of them are doing things and saying to the people that we want to change things? You know, After 35 years, do you not think we have a result? Peace won't come to the presidents, that's true. But we have to have the presidents for peace to come from the people. And the people get the presidents they need when they pray. So it's not them that's important. It's the people that's important. Then we get the leaders we need to do what we want and have peace in the world. Yes, we'll go through purification. We just spoke about Brazil, the biggest metropolitan area in Brazil with millions of people. Was a wealthy man, self-funded his campaign. Very... Outside, very upside down, turning things around. And he just got elected mayor. Was equivalent to some, a president on some small nations. Don't you see something happening? And here are we praying for a nation. We get the first vigil watch is way back in 1988. We're praying for a nation back then. United States of America. You say, well, what about the rest of the world? Well, there's no borders for a lady. That's true. But God has to have instruments, just like Israel, in places that can keep some kind of management over the world. Through heaven's decree, not by man's decree. And so today, my children, it is time of vigilance. In this vigil, I'm calling you, what, to be my apostles who will live, will conquer, and will expose evil. So where do we go from there? We go what Our Lady said. The united love of my apostles. Did you know Our Lady gave a message? And many of you have heard this. That the healing of the United States of America will be through prayer groups that we form. And that she said for this nation, talking about the United States in 2012, we got that message specifically about the United States of America. And yes, Our Lady doesn't care so much for borders, but different borders have different meanings in the world and its interpretation of what could happen to the results of what the rest of the nations would have to go through. So we got that message for the healing of the United States to draw closer to God and to Our Lady. And so the mystery with this vigil this is associated with the message today. In this vigil, I'm calling you to prayer, love, and trust 
as my son will be looking in your hearts for my motherly heart's desire for him to see unconditional trust and love in them. And then she goes in, the United States. Did you hear what I said? Am I putting words in there? Well, I'm putting something in that shows connections. We need to pray to understand the messages. She's done many things there. And the way she phrased this, the United States, you could actually drop the states. I'm just saying that to show you a connection. The United Love of My Apostles will live, conquer, and will expose evil. That's what's happening in an election next week. We're headed for a time of vigilance. This vigil that we're on is not for Christmas. It's not for Easter. Our Lady could have said something on the 25th for the vigil of All Saints Day. She didn't. She did after that. There's no vigil, no feast day, nothing in front of us. The biggest thing for the world coming in front of us is election. The united love of my apostles will live and will conquer and will expose evil. The United States... And love of my apostles will live, will conquer, and will expose evil. People may say, oh, he's exaggerating. You tell me why Our Lady gave a message in the field for the United States of America and it's healing. Because if it's healed, it can start something with this influence around the world. Is it the starter? No, Medjugorje is. Medjugorje is a place, the center for everything in the world, in the future. All directed events is coming from this village. But don't think other places or something else may not contribute to that. Because the United States of America is an instrument in God's hand. The Syrians was the instrument to punish Israel. I'm not putting this in a nationalist way. Don't come and say this is nationalism. This is put out by the leftists, the liberal people, so that you won't have the virtue of patriotism. Patriotism has been changed to nationalism, and nationalism is a negative thing. It's patriotic. It's patriotism. Israel was loved by God. The Israelites loved God. They came back after 2,000 years now to Israel, and it's still God's nation. Then our lady says something incredible. We'll expose evil. My children, I was a chalice of the God-man. I was God's instrument. A lady told our community in 95, you are my instruments. This was a specific message for us. My extended hands. You said, well, we're trying to be high and mighty. We're claiming that. No, because a lady goes on and says, that is why I'm calling you, my apostles, to be a chalice. She's telling you to be a chalice. So you object if she told us as a community to be an instrument? And that's when we became proactive way back then. And now she's given this proactive message to go out and get hearts, expose evil, conquer, live as my apostles, be vigilant, come to my apparitions. I want you there. I want to bless, bless you. I want to pray over you. We're not supposed to be doing that. We're just supposed to just invite our lady in our hearts and be a bunch of sissies about this. Weak Christians hiding as if we got to go in the catacombs like the early Christians. These apostates do these things to save their position. They love their position more than they love Our Lady. I wouldn't do it. 
I haven't done it. But this tippy-toe mentality is damaging Medjugorje. We've got the reality of census fidelium. The faith of the people proves Medjugorje. Millions and millions of conversions prove Medjugorje. And you want to be weak in expressing it? Slowing down the numbers coming to Medjugorje? Which means some of those numbers that would be coming if you were promoted and going all out would be people that were headed to hell that won't go there? This is a crime, an unforeseen consequence of the judgment that you're going to have if you're this way. A political correctness that literally has caused some to lose their eternity. And that's why it's criminal. And that's why this is exposed. And it's time to say, we've had enough of this. Cautious. Be careful. Don't give profound messages like this or speak this way about them because it may rile up the bishop. Kick up some gravel, people. Let it be. Jesus came gently in his first year of his ministry. The second year, he convicted a lot of people. The third year, those who didn't want to be convicted rejected him. We're in rejection time. You either accept it and walk the walk or reject the apparitions and go the other way. Don't be in the middle. Did you know for 1,600 years, from the time of St. Jerome, who was in Bethlehem with two women in the nativity area in the cave, translated the Bible. And for 1,600 years, what he translated, that's the Bible that we used in the church. 1,600 years from Jerome's time. And in 1960, we stopped that. Did you know what? The mistranslations have happened since that time. Do you know 10 versions of the Bible, four, four Catholic versions and six Protestant versions have changed things. Their translations are weak. They made it so weak that it means something else. But if we go back to the verse that tells us the full meaning of what was written in the scriptures, and we live by, and Christianity grew by, you would, in, you would see in Revelations chapter 3, verse 15, 16, where our Lord is speaking to the angel of the church of Laodicea, and it was the bishop of that diocese. And Christ says, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot, I wish you were cold or hot, but because you're lukewarm and either cold or hot, I will begin to vomit you out of my mouth. You know what the other ten translation says, or the other nine of the ten Bibles that's popular today? I will spew you out of my mouth. I will spit you out of my mouth. And it doesn't say, I will begin. If you vomit, which is one of the most disgusting things we can do with the human body, and when you begin to vomit, what precedes that? Nausea. A sickness that is not comfortable. And the virus that's in you, or the bacteria, or whatever, makes you so nauseous that you expel what was going to be digested. 
It's not even coming to your body. It's expelled. And so we weaken the Bible. And we have it. But because you are lukewarm and either cold, and that's why I said earlier, a few minutes ago, don't be in the middle. And that's where a lot of people are with Medjugorje. They're for it, but they grow cold or they stay in the middle where we can't push too much. It is push time. Because you're making Jesus nauseous. And our lady says to conquer. Our lady says to go for it. This is it. This is the time of vigilance. This is the vigil. I mean, her revealing today that she, well, she says, I, who's I? The Virgin Mary was a chalice of the God-man. And then she says, you're going to be the same thing? You're the vessel that held that? And you want to be saying, let's just enter gently into our heart the Virgin Mary. They don't even say the Virgin Mary. They just say Our Lady. You know, I, I can tell you, I'm nauseous hearing this. I've been hearing this for two years. I'm nauseous of it. And if I'm just man, what does a God-man think about it? They don't even stand up for Mother, and she's appearing here. And this is just one of many things that's happening here. But because you are lukewarm and neither hot or cold, I will begin to vomit you out of my mouth. This is some of the most harshest words in the Bible. Very harsh. But it's a reality of where we are and what we need to be doing. But if we go on to chalice and what our lady is saying about chalice, it's an amazing thing. She's not just saying, I was a chalice. What she's saying is what St. Paul says in Corinthians. He says, quote, The chalice of benediction, which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The chalice and Christ's blood is the same thing. I was a chalice of the God-man. She suffered. She was tortured on Via Dolorosa. I was God's instrument. How? Her job was over. She birthed Jesus. She had nothing to do but just follow him the rest of her life. Then why did she say, I was God's instrument? That is why I am calling you to be an instrument. You have a worthy call that you can't even comprehend the magnitude of how big this is. And you want to be in the middle or you want to be reticent or you want to say, tactically, I'm not going to say nothing about Our Lady and we'll be careful. Yeah, you got to be tactful. You can't beat people over the head with it. you got to have some charisma. you got to have some savvy how to do it. But don't hold back. When Our Lady gives the grace in an encounter, you do it in a measured way. And you can become savvy and show what turns people off and what doesn't. But we don't be silent. We don't be silent in the pulpit, in St. James Church, saying an English Mass, just inviting Our Lady to come in the heart. We don't want to say she's going to appear. Lord of mercy, the bishop will come down here and do something. Come on, bishop. All you lose here is the parish. He'll put diocese of priests in it. So what? 
Let that happen. Anaptha. That's dangerous for me to even say here. Don't sell your soul to the devil and quiet down Medjugorje for the sake of keeping a parish. The apparitions are more important. They're more important to be believed in enough that you won't back down. And you've got the right, even as a priest, to promote this. Yes, the bishop has the right to take the parish from you, but you got to see which side you want to be on. Be martyred, because you are told to be a chalice today. And that means that you're an instrument of the blood of Christ. And it's impossible for for Paul to say the chalice of benediction which we bless, is it not the communion of blood of Christ? The chalice itself, he's saying that. He didn't say in the chalice. He said the chalice. The chalice and blood is the same thing. And Christians used to believe this. They saw it that way. That's how sacred it was. And so you've been told today, my children, I was a chalice of the God-man. I was God's instrument. That is why I'm calling you, my apostle, to be a chalice of the true and pure love of my son. I am calling you to be an instrument. I, in other words, Mary, is calling you to be what I was, to be the blood of Christ, to be martyred, to go out and expose evil. Do what you have to do. Oh, you can't say that. You're going to offend somebody. You can't say this about abominables. you got to be more loving. Did you know somebody came in our mission house today that was very effeminate, a guy that talked very girly, and we give out here the natural law brochures about abomination and living this. And you know what he said? He read this thing. And this thing's straightforward. This is a sin. This will send you to perdition. This is against natural law. You can't be this way. It's the life you think you're this way. You're not this way. You're not born this way. This thing goes right to the cut, to the chase. And that's love, people. That's love when you want to intercept somebody that's headed to perdition. And you know what he said? He loved it. He's gone through conversion. Somebody had the guts to write something and say something that he needed to hear that he's not hearing from the pulpits. That's a nap on you. And all you who want to tippy-toe, give the truth. March 18th, 2015, be vigilant and open for truth. Once you're open for truth, once you understand truth, you got to give truth. You're commissioned now today to do that. And you're commissioned when you do that and you're unsure about yourself. Alay says, quote today, for him to see unconditional trust, then he can use you. As an instrument. Then he can use you as a chalice. But if you don't have unconditional trust, hey, this may get me in trouble. This may cause me problems. Somebody may not like me or somebody may want to put me in jail. No, you are to expose evil. You are to conquer. Yes, every man's a sinner. Yes, we all fall short of the glory of God. But we got confession. We believe in the chalice. We believe in redemption. We believe in being renewal. We're talking about exposing evil that's out there that wants to dominate and say what is sin is not sin. And what is good is sin. That's what we have to expose. 
I want to ask you a question in the world, for the whole world. What is the most corrupt thing you could say in the world? What is the greatest evil and the greatest corruption out there? You want me to count to 10 and give you the opportunity to think about that? You say to yourself, what, what is that? What is a friend manager saying? What is the most corrupt thing in the world today? I'll tell you. It's the banking system. The whole banking system. They got nice, slick down buildings and, and marbled floors. But this is the world's corruption. Where's Satan going to rule through to the Antichrist system? What's he rule through to the banking system? You'll neither buy nor sell. It's going to be impossible not to be part of the banking system. It is the banking system. And from there, we materialism. They do usury. They teach you to go borrow money and spend. It goes on and on. I won't go detail on that. I'm just wanting to show you that we don't have truth and most people can't see these things. And there's nice people working in the bank. Do you know two of the main people in the World Trade Center when it crashed was in banking and way up in there and they both got out of it because they realized that attack was from God and they didn't want to go back into the banking system? They saw the financial center of the world attacked as a big sign for them to get into something else. To be a chalice of the true and pure love of my son and to be instruments. You're called to something bigger than you are, bigger than you can phantom or comprehend. Do you remember recently our lady saying, August 2nd, 2016, that Jesus told her when he was a child, when he was young, she said, that many would call me mother. And here it is, we have our lady saying today, to children to come to you and to make myself known to you See, that's a fulfillment of what he told her 2,000 years ago because she's becoming more known now. Myself known to you is a great joy for my motherly heart. It is a gift for my son for you. What happened to John? He got a gift of the Virgin Mary. And then that statement got a gift to all mankind. And for others who are coming. And so here it is that Our Lady says in her statement to Elizabeth, all generations will call me blessed. And there it is in St. Paul, where he said, we bless the chalice. And then she says, I was the chalice. And then she says, you are going to be the chalice. We may spill our blood. We may die in peace without physical martyrdom, but we're all going through a martyrdom. The world has to pass through this purification. And don't think this election next week that already comes up and says, you're in a time of vigilance. You better be on watch. You better be on guard. That this is not a turning point, a pivotal point next week of things starting to come to be. As Mariana said, the moment of the secrets. So I want to end this with what I began talking to you earlier about something we set on for 10 years. It's a very deep writing. You need to get yourself reposed. You may even want to turn this up. You want to listen and go deep into it. Because 
I've been praying, how do I explain Medjugorje? What is Medjugorje? How sacred is this ground? How big is Medjugorje for the world today? And where is it going? It's easier to see this today rather than 10 years ago. But I had to write that and put it together with a decade before that. I began to understand it in the late 80s. I was able to write that 10 years ago. But I didn't write it the day I wrote it and understood it. It was a collective cognition of knowing that this is Jerusalem. This place is Israel of Our Lady. This is the place where she walks the earth, that people look back on this time, just like when Jesus walked the earth and how we look at it now from 2,000 years history. The only difference, we don't have two more thousand years because man never will go back and digress from what he discovers. He may be set back. He may be stymed. But we'll come back to the Antichrist system. I tell you, she is here to destroy it. And so why she wants to destroy it if the Antichrist time is going to come? Because we need something to confront the power of the devil for those who have to go through the time of tribulation. And we're the witnesses, we're the apostles to those who come to the end of the age in completeness when the Antichrist system rules of how to get through this and how it was tore down. Because individually, they won't be able to stop it. Christ comes back, but individually they'd be able to do it for themselves and make it through this tribulation. This is what I see in the messages. So I wrote something to explain Medjugorje, how Our Lady went before God. She asked for something, and she got it. And this place is Medjugorje the place that she has already said in a Thursday message, of all the places I've been sent, my most favored place where the Almighty has sent me. All previous apparitions are for the purpose of Medjugorje, not for the purpose of the self, not for Guadalupe, not for Rudabach Paris with America's Medal, not for Fatima. Medjugorje is the end of the age of the married apparitions where they can see her, where they can touch her, where they can talk to her. She'll be on the earth with a new efficacy of power because we have to have her now. She's had to come up here for 35 years to gain enough power, enough intercession before God, say, God, give me this power on earth that to the, to you come back that I can now, through my messages, be leading people to you. Of Every person on earth I'll have opportunity to reach. And the scriptures are being fulfilled. These are private revelations fulfilling public revelations and telling us about them. They're bringing them to light because the scripture says Jesus cannot come back till every person on earth has heard of him. And these messages and the three secrets that's coming and the sign on the mountain will do that. Everybody will know. So listen deeply to what you're about to hear. She asked, Give me a little village. He said, Scour the earth. Choose the one you wish to favor above all the rest. She conquered it. She asked, 
Send people to come to the village. He said, Whatever you need, I will bring them from the furthest shores and faraway islands. She conquered the people. She asked, Grant me authority to choose and bestow knighthood upon those who wish for it. He said, I will not deny you. The conqueror chose and knighted them. She asked, Send them back to their homes and villages. He said, I will send them back to fill the earth. They conquered. She asked, Let them consecrate their homelands and give them to me. He said, You have their homes and villages to the most distant lands. She conquered the nations. She asked, Grant me your love to fill the earth, that a kingdom of love may reign. He said, As the water fills the sea, I will give to you. My king, I give what is mine. I give the nations to you. My queen, I give the world to you. She conquered the whole world through one little village. You said, ask and you will receive whatever you need. You said, pray and I'll hear from heaven and I'll hear your
If this don't give you goosebumps, I don't know what will. If you get into prayer and proper disposition, you'll see and be illuminated to truth where our ladies come. Just listen to this myself. I didn't even realize that I wrote in there three times the word conquer. We'll live, we'll conquer, we'll expose evil. Now I know why a lady wanted me to sit on this for 10 years. People wouldn't have understood this until she gave a message like this. Actually, I wanted to keep this so quiet that I decided I was going to pick yes or no on a piece of paper. Pray and just pick. And I did, the answer was yes. And that was prompted by the computer not turning the song off. Our Lady will be active in your life if you're active in her. All you have to do is what she did. She asked God for the world and asked for the nations. She gave him the whole world back. Meditate deeply on these things. We are living Bible. You shouldn't take anything for granted. Know anything lightly. And when a lady comes and says, you're a chalice. And when she says she was a chalice. And when St. Paul says, it's the same thing as Christ's blood. What do you think that means? We have marching orders. If you go into the back of words from heaven, written in 1991, I wrote this chapter. I even got resistance to it. Somebody that read it, the new Medjugorje said, I wouldn't say that. In the back of words from heaven, it's the conclusion after all the messages. It's called, How Important is Medjugorje in the History of the World? It's interesting what you heard of what I put together 10 years ago. What's about that? How big is this history? And I got objections from a friend who knew Medjugorje. Because I wrote in there, God is seeking soldiers to draft, privates, captains, generals. Our Lady tells us our role is great. One cannot give enough to this plan. It goes on to say, because today's war is of the worlds. And that's tied, of course, to August 2nd, 1981. But that three pages, everybody out there that has words from heaven, go read the conclusion. It's this message. 
And that's why I say this is a keystone message. Many miles advancing Medjugorje and where we to be. All you have to do is do what I did. She asked. And if she's calling you to be an apostle, all you have to do is ask her and you'll receive. I want to remind you that at Independence Hall, there's a chair that George Washington sat in and nobody can touch it. It's a sacred thing where our nation was born, a relic. And if you go to Rudabout, Paris, you have a chair the Virgin Mary sat in one time and it's sacred and you can't touch it. The bedroom will be open this weekend. Our Lady has appeared over 170 times over this bed. What do you think that's going to mean with the greatest apparitions in the world? The last apparitions in Christianity where Our Lady's presence in the transfigured body is there? It's open for you to come and for you to pray and you to convert and to recognize the vigilance you need at this moment and what it will mean to be a real chalice, a real apostle. We wish you Our Lady. We love you. Good night. This ends the Radio Wave Show with a friend of Mechagoria. You can order this show on CD by contacting Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000.